When someone shows you who they are, believe them. When someone shows you who they are, believe them. This was the sage advice that Maya Angelou gave to Oprah years ago when Oprah was complaining about a bad relationship, a person who wouldn't change but whom she was always giving second chances. Dr. Angelou said, my dear, why must you be shown 29 times before you can see who they really are? Why can't you get it the first time? This seems a bit harsh, yet today, Good Friday, as we hear the passion of John, after hearing the passion of Mark on Palm Sunday, we see clearly who people are. Judas, a faithful follower turned informer, leading soldiers and police to the garden where Jesus was praying. Peter, forgetting Jesus' way of peace, strikes out in violence and cuts off a servant's ear. Peter, who had promised to be faithful to Jesus to the end, slinking away to comfort himself over a charcoal fire, denying Jesus three times. Guards and soldiers treating Jesus not just as a prisoner, handcuffing and arresting him, but abusing and humiliating him by striking, spitting upon him twisting thorns into a crown and mocking him, Hail, King of the Jews. Pilate, debating with Jesus, declaring Jesus innocent, unable to find any wrongdoing, searching for a way to release him, yet ultimately handing him over to be crucified because Pilate feared the crowds, didn't want to trouble the emperor. All of these people show us who they are. And yet it's not so easy to declare them evil. After all, do we not understand them? Judas and Peter had been faithful, loved Jesus. Yet Judas turned away because, as John tells us, Satan had entered him and Jesus himself knew that this was the part that Judas had to play. Peter longed to follow Jesus, yet in the moment of decision was too cowardly to declare himself a friend of Jesus, comforting himself at the fire of enemies watching from afar. The soldiers and the police were doing the jobs they were paid to do by the government. They were just following orders, though certainly they didn't have to do so with such cruelty. And Pilate, well, his job was to keep order in Jerusalem, especially during Passover when rebellions and insurrections were always a possibility. All of these people show us who they are. But we know it's not so easy. 
It's not so clear, for each one of us is a mingled yarn, good and ill together. People caught up in a complicated web of responsibilities and identities can be at once faithful and loving and then suddenly fickle and cruel. People caught up in an unjust system can care deeply for their loved ones, yet abuse those they have power over, those they consider to be other. And don't we know that? Don't we know that in our own lives, our complicated lives where we have jobs to do, competing loyalties, living in a society that urges us to care more for ourselves, our position, our comfort than for others? Don't we know it when our hearts stir with compassion for those who are suffering and yet they burn with rage, even wish harm upon those we identify as those in the wrong? Oh, we too show who we are. And God sees us. God sees our hearts divided right down the middle with good and evil. Like Judas and Peter, like the soldiers and the police, the crowd and Pilate, we do not seek evil. We have reasons for the things we do. We cut corners here and there when we have to. We are not evil but we are not pure. We are not devils, but nor are we angels. No, what we are, what all those involved in the passion narrative are, is sinners, a mingled yarn, good and bad. We desire to be good, and yet we fail. Or we manage some good in some areas of our lives and yet cannot manage in all areas of our lives. These are hard words. Sin is not fashionable to talk about any longer and judgment is anathema today in our culture. We want to believe that we are good, and when we are not, we come up with explanations and justifications for our behavior. Facing the truth of ourselves, of our world, our messy natures where we just cannot separate out the good from the bad, the sinner from the saint, when we must acknowledge that we show who we are and God believes us. Well, that is nearly impossible. Yet that is what we do today. Good Friday is not about getting right with God. 
It's not about becoming better people so that God will accept us. No, Good Friday is when we face the truth of our divided hearts, when we allow those divided hearts to be shown honestly to God. For it is on this day that God in Jesus shows us who God is, one with a heart so pure and blameless that he can look squarely at the mingled yarn of creation, the sinfulness stitched through the fabric of our lives, and then take it into himself, onto the cross. On this day, we see who Jesus is as he willingly drinks the cup, takes the place of his disciples, of us, takes on suffering, our own and the world's. As he confronts the powers and the principalities of sin and death and declares, it is finished. In Jesus, we do not have a great high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who in every respect has been tested as we are yet without sin. When someone shows you who they are, Believe them. The cross shows us who God is, who God in Jesus is, and the cross shows us who we are, a mingled yarn, sinners of good intention, but lousy follow-through. There is such a chasm between the one on the cross and those of us watching. Only today, on Good Friday, can we bear to look, to look at ourselves, to look at the pure heart of Jesus, to look at the cross. But we can look. We can face it because on the cross, Jesus shows us who he is. Savior, Redeemer, King, truly God's Son. And we believe. The cross shows us, too, who we are and we are healed.